A frank conversation with Thomas. I'm Stuart Hughes with a special Bees Bulletin. We may still not know when we'll next see Brentford in action, but head coach Thomas Frank has given Bees fans plenty to discuss. He took part in a fascinating and wide-ranging two-hour video conference organised by Griffin Park Grapevine. Speaking from Denmark and sporting a lockdown hairstyle that was even more luxuriant than usual, Thomas began by giving an update on the fitness of the squad. I would say that Pontus Janssen, just before we were closed down, he was actually available for, for Fulham. So he is training very hard this moment in time in, in Malmö and I'm in weekly contact with him and he, he can't wait to come back and fight for promotion. Matthias Jensen is uh, training hard and is in Denmark and he's also good. I uh, spoke to him last week as well. Sergi Kanas, Nikos Karalis, Markus Fors, Ellery, Balcom, all of them should be fit and um, available for the so-called pre-season in June. So let's see where they are when, when, and when we are allowed to play. And then I think the last one is Kamu Mokocci, who should also be able to train when we are coming back. He then went on to consider how the season might be concluded, although he admitted he doesn't know what's going to happen. I think this could be everything between the season is cancelled. I think there's very little chance that that can happen. To... We are playing behind the closed doors for eight weeks with the team and staff in the isolation to everything in the middle, including a, a one-game playoff semi-final against uh, Nottingham Forest. If we're going to play Forest in a one-game uh, playoff, again, we don't know how, how much we can prepare. Are we allowed to play uh, friendly? Can we only play 11 versus 11 with the team? With a few notable exceptions, Thomas Frank normally appears to be the very model of calmness under pressure. So is the gaffer really as ice cool as he comes across? <laughs> nope. <laughs> if you could look inside my head during a match, that's an absolutely mess. Because there's so many, so many uh, emotions. I think I actually got a, a pretty big temper, but I do everything I can to control it because I don't think the players, match officials, my coaching opponents, any of them will benefit of it. So I really try to stay as cool as possible and, and try to take the, the best possible um, decisions. And sometimes I think, of course, everybody needs to see a tiny bit of it. But I try to stay as calm as possible because I think it's extremely important. Thomas gave some insights into his own personal development philosophy. You never stop learning and uh, try to develop every single day mm. if I can. I'm, I'm watching by far way too much football. Definitely if I ask my missus. I look at try to look at, at different teams. I think is interesting, or, or the bigger games, and that can. There's not only Man City or Liverpool. It could be also be a Salzburg or Leipzig or some of these interesting pressing teams. Um, they're, they're doing it differently, and then I have um, a leadership person who's helping me try to take better decisions and, and and try to develop. Returning to discussion of the squad, Thomas was asked who had particularly impressed him this season with their development as first team players. He singled out two names. Justa Silva. He's done a, a fantastic job. He came in last season with a minor injury and he needed to get up to speed. And it took him three quarters of a year to get up to, to temper. I know he, he played his full game, I think, against Wigan away last year. Where he played nil-nil. He's very skillful, but he needs to learn to work hard. He needs to learn the defensive aspect of our game. And he, he needs to learn the, the clear patterns also defensively. His beautiful curled left foot shot to the top corner. He did that more or less from day one. Brian Umbremo is a player with a huge potential, but it is simply just impressive 
and of course a lot of credit goes to the recruitment department and, and everybody around that that we we actually get a player in and he more or less from from day one impressed and he scored i can't even remember 12 goals and six assists something like that in the first year in in, in championship and he's only 20 years old and actually we we don't think he played that well so far <laughs> the sky is the limit then thomas returned to the big unknown how he'd like the season to be resolved and how he's preparing for a possible restart. I think I prefer to play uh, the nine games and then, of course, the playoffs. I think we are a team and a club that are better because of the training we put in. So the more training and the more mechanisms we can, we can get together, the, the better. But if it's straight to the playoffs, OK, then we handle that, of course. I would prefer four weeks and that could still be two weeks with group training and two weeks with team training. If you push us, I think we can do it in three. And the five substitutions, depending on the program, we need to rotate more. I haven't planned it in detail yet, but I put it already, you know, put a lot of preparation for when we are going to start. We made a lot of drafts for that. And one of the drafts is how can we make sure that we rotate or use those substitutions? So that's a bullet point already put on my list. Thomas Frank was asked whether he looked to any of his rival championship clubs or individual coaches for inspiration. Of course, there was only going to be one answer. Is there actually a club above the beast? I, I can't see it. Honestly, I think in any aspect, I think we are the one, the best run club. I think uh, Matthew Benham, Phil Gies, Rasmus Angersen and the board, they're doing an unbelievable job in terms and they just show how you should run a football club. I think, of course, the supporters are the best in the championship. But if there is one club, it's not a club, it's mainly it's Bielsa. If there's one coach I would look to, to get a few bits, it's him. And I guess it's okay to go to him when uh, all the other guys, Guardiola and Klopp and Simeone, these guys have been talking to him for years. And if you've ever wondered what a week in the life of Thomas Frank looks like, well, here's the schedule. Monday morning, I'm at the training ground, 7 taking the first cup of coffee. And then either if I haven't watched the game back, I watch the rest of the game back. Then we have a meeting with the analysis department, 8 o'clock to 8.45, where they present the game we played on Saturday. And we discuss it back and forth with the set pieces as well. Then we have a medical meeting with the coaching staff and me. Then 9.45, I have the meeting uh, with the players uh, in terms of debriefing the game. Then we're training 10, 30, 11 lunch and then we are starting preparation for the next match meetings uh, recruitment uh, everything and then i drive home around five and then potentially i watch a game sunday seven o'clock again same schedule wednesday off so i try to do my best to invite my missus out for for lunch uh, (laughs) when she's um, done with her work before that i go for a run do some emails try to relax Friday, I set the team uh, if I can. And then Friday, we have mess days, minus one, set pieces beforehand, training. And sometimes a little bit earlier home on a, on a Friday and then a game on a Saturday. Huge thanks to Trevor Inns and Griffin Park Grapevine for setting up a genuinely insightful and honest conversation with our head coach. Like the other video conferences that have been organised during lockdown, this one should be on YouTube shortly. And there's a chance for you to share your thoughts on what Thomas Frank said in the first Bees Bulletin Live webcast. Mark Burridge, Mick Cabell and Marcus Gale will be joining me at 8pm on Monday the 11th of May. You can watch on YouTube or Facebook. Full details are on the Bees Bulletin Facebook page.